0: Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. This week's episode is brought to you by Bobby Organic Infant Formula.
1: Hey, Laura, have you ever heard of the Clean Label Purity Award? Did you know that was a thing? <laughs> I have. And do you know that there is
2: only one organic infant formula in the U.S. that has won it?
1: it is our friends at bobby bobby baby formula
2: that is so exciting and i'm so excited for them and not only did they get the clean label award they also got the clean label pesticide certification it's the only one in the
1: us that has it look i wish they could put that on all my food (laughs) this is fantastic the folks at Bobby, they are amazing us. We're so proud to be able to let you know about all the great things that they're doing. And you can get a 10% discount on your first box of Bobby with code Call 10 at highbobby.com. So you can get yours, the first one with both the Clean Label Purity Award and the Clean Label Pesticide Certification. <coughs>
3: Hi, Mom's on call. My name is Erin. I am from Mississippi. I have a 10-week-old who has started to sleep through the night, thanks to following your schedules um, from the time she's about two weeks old. The problem I have now is that I have been um, formula feeding and pumping to supplement her formula with breast milk because she could not latch. But now she is nursing, but my supply is not enough. So I'm actually terrified to talk to a lactation consultant because I'm afraid that her advice might contradict the schedules that we follow with Moms on Call. So I just wondered what you think I should do. Should I continue nursing and following up with a formula bottle to see if my supply will naturally increase or should I talk to the lactation consultant and risk her saying, like, let's feed on demand 24-7 until your supply increases because that just seems um, a little daunting to me. Anywho, thank you guys for what you do. We're so thankful for Mom's Eye Call
1: and for all the sleep we get from your
3: schedules. Thank you for listening
1: to my call. Erin, we are so glad that you are well rested because as many of us know, having to do the breastfeeding followed by pumping, it is exhausting. So we just want to say you are doing a great job. You're in a fantastic position and yes, we can get the best out of what we're able to get while working with some other ancillary helpers like lactation consultants. But we do understand we've heard some horror stories ourselves. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) over the years. Jennifer, I remember a personal
2: story. So with Allison, I had to use a nipple shield. And I mean, she just she tore me up, and I know that there are listeners out there who know exactly what yes, I am talking feeling about.
1: Feeling the pain again, as you I
2: mean, talk toes about are this. curling, and yeah. you know, I had to use that that nipple shield, and I had a lactation consultant come in, and she told me, she says, if you continue to use that nipple shield, then you might as well not nurse. I can remember looking at her. Thinking, no, 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 wait, no, I'm nursing. She's gaining weight. She's, she's okay. She's doing great. And I almost felt like, like she had took a balloon, you know, and just I could feel the air leave the room. And, and honestly, Jennifer, what I felt was shame because I had to. I felt like I had to use that nipple shield. And, and of course, you know, I was like, well, then I guess I won't be nursing. <laughs> no <laughs> uh, cuz I'm using the nipple shield so that's just the way it is and right, you know right. but I think those stories we hear those stories over we and do. over and over again and we do want to be very clear this is not all lactation consultants we have some incredible lactation consultants that truly come in listen to their families, partner with their families to reach the goals that they have set and they work with them to make sure that they're achieving those goals. And hands down, I believe that the good ones far outweigh any of the bad ones and the stories that we've heard. And, you know, so we want to be very clear with that. But Aaron, yes, I mean, it is so exciting when they start sleeping through the night. And, you know, if you're following moms on call, you know that that's kind of a gradual process. We're working with their bodies and their rhythms to where they just start sleeping a little longer and a little longer and a little longer. And yes, you get to 10 weeks and it is, you know, all night long and you're like, oh, my 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 gosh, this is the best thing in the whole wide world. But the truth is, you may see a little bit of a decline in what you're actually producing just in those first few days, right? As they transition from eating at night to getting everything that they need during the day. Because when that little one wakes up and eats at seven o'clock in the morning, man, You know, your body is going to be like, oh my gosh, I've got to produce and make some milk for this baby.
1: (laughs) Well, and that brings up a lot of really good pieces of information. And I did. I had a magnificent lactation consultant who I worked with when I had the twins, she was enormously helpful. And they were, you know, four pounds and some change a piece. So we were feeding around the clock just to be able to, you know, get their weight gain up. And that's one of the things that is one of the biggest signals that we look for is really the baby's weight gain. Oh,
2: that's so true. I didn't even think about that. I mean, it's like Jennifer, if this baby may have been taken, we know that they tend to get that 24 to 32 ounces a day. And a lot of times they may be getting closer to the 32 ounces a day. They start sleeping through the night. Now they're more like 24, 26 or 28 ounces a day, right? But that's all they need as long as they are gaining. Weight. And I think that really is a huge telltale sign. And that's probably what we
1: need to look at more than feeling. Yeah. And just being able to determine that the baby is gaining weight. And we want to give you some really encouraging information. And here's one of the amazing things that our bodies do that is so fascinating. But our bodies are so in tune with our babies. So in this breastfeeding journey, if you are feeding your baby, Every night in the middle of the night at 2 a.m., exhausting stuff, but sometimes really sweet, and you just pet their little head. Did the- you just say pet their head? Yeah, you pet their <laughs> head. You know, like you pet them whatever little hair they have up there. You're just petting it while they're <laughs> doing their breastfeeding, and, you know, it's just sweet and quiet, but it gets exhausting. So let's say you had been feeding every morning at 2 a.m. If you stopped feeding... At 2 a.m. every morning, like they could go longer. They weren't waking up to tell you that they were super hungry on the basis of page 110 and 111 in the mom's on call book. We have, you know, how to kind of push them back really gently. Um, but let's say they're not waking up for that feeding at 2 a.m., but something, it, your body wakes you up. Because <laughs> it's ready to breastfeed. Right. We say just pump off just enough so that you're comfortable because... We're sending your body signals and it takes your body about three days of that information in a row in order for it to respond. So if I just stop breastfeeding at 2 a.m., it's going to be a little sore. It's still going to produce. But after about three days, it's going to recognize, oh, I don't need to produce all this breast milk at 2 a.m. anymore. And interestingly, our babies are designed the exact same way. It takes them about three days to adjust to the change in feeding. So it's so symbiotic and beautiful. But when you're ready to drop those feedings in the middle of the night, just pump off just enough so that you're comfortable. A handheld pump is so good for that and your body will get that message. Now on the other side of that, let's say I'm feeding according to the mom's on call schedule every morning at 7 a.m. My body is going to get That it's required to produce breast milk every morning at 7 a.m. And so if I'm doing that every day, if I miss one day, you know, if I'm going to work and somebody else, you know, has to do a feeding or I do, you know, a bottle at that time for so many reasons, especially if you have a multiple child household. Right. You would have to skip that 7 a.m. feeding for three days in a row before your body would say, okay, now I get the message. I'm going to produce a little less at 7 a.m. So we kind of get this great leeway about our bodies. But Laura, um, and we always say this, even if we do all the right things and everything that we can do. What is it that really determines our breastfeeding success? Uh, What determines our breastfeeding success or any feeding?
2: Right. Success is the heart of the one that's doing the feeding. That really is the most important thing. And I think so often we want to measure our success on, oh, my gosh, how long was I able to nurse or, oh, my gosh, how much weight my baby's gaining or how, you know, we want to measure things that way. And truly, the heart of the one that's doing the feeding really is the most important thing. And Erin, you finding what works in your house is important. And what's the goals that you have? And yes, if you're wanting to continue to exclusively breastfeed and you are concerned, about your supply, there's a few things that you can do. So, we can one make sure that we are putting to that breast about every three hours, that we are keeping him actively engaged on that first breast, offering that second breast as dessert, which is one of my favorites. You know, I think everybody <laughs> deserves dessert, and then pumping both of those breasts for about 10 to 12 minutes. Now, That sounds daunting. And, uh, you know, we often say, man, I don't know many people who like to pump. I just don't think people are like, yay.
1: There's nobody that was ever like, hey, tell me what your pastimes are. Nobody's filling out a Tinder profile going, here are the things that I love. Long walks on the beach and pumping. Never, never once. You will never read it. Never (laughs) once. However, we can
2: do anything for two or three days, right? So if we nurse well and then pump for about 10 to 12 minutes for a little bit of extra stimulation, and then we also want to make sure that you're rested and that you're eating well and drinking well and all those things. After about two or three days, you may find that things kind of even out to match what that little one needs, right? Because like we said, we can't always go by a feeling, although there is a lot to be said about parents' intuition. We can't always go by that. So what we want to watch for is have those weight checks done. Nurse every three hours or so, and then let's watch the weight. That will determine whether or not we need to supplement more or you know what's actually going on there
1: and having the right kind of helpers you know and adding to what Laura said before breastfeeding success cannot be measured in ounces it just can't it's an experience and you get to experience it and your will does not determine your success your baby and your body will determine that but i want you to feel successful in what you are able to produce and make a situation in an atmosphere where you are enjoying this process. So you don't necessarily have to pump after every feeding. You can pick a couple feedings a day. The morning ones are going to be the most effective. That's just when our bodies are the most well-rested. So yay, mom's on call. I love that your body's getting that good rest so it can help produce lots and lots of water, just loads and loads of hydration is really good. And eating some natural fats we need that fat to bulk up some of that breast milk. So don't go back on the chicken, dry chicken and broccoli diet. Right. <laughs> get, get a milkshake in there every now and again. And uh, you know some healthy fats like avocados and olive oil and what have you. But um, we do want to be conscious of that and then align some of the helpers. And if the lactation consultant tells you things that hurt your heart or hurt your soul in some way, like Laura's story was talking about. That is not what we want. We want you to recognize that when it comes out of anyone's mouth and we are always here. We can hook you up with one of our consultants that can help you move forward in a way that is encouraging, but we want to tell you that the mom's on call principles that we've seen for years and years, over and over and over again, succeed successfully implemented with breastfeeding babies that grow, that are doing great. We can work together with those lactation consultants. We can work together with those guidelines to find this happy medium. But sometimes in these situations, the best way to do that is to have a mom's on call consultant in your corner that can help you navigate some of the information that you're getting from two different sources. And to all of our parents
2: and friends and lactation consultants and doulas and pediatricians, and we are all on the same team. We are all wanting to support and love the families that are brought to us and help these families reach the goals that they've set forth in their house. So go team.
4: Hi, my name is Cynthia. I am originally from Paraguay, but I live in South Carolina currently. I have a little one and he is 12 weeks old. He will be three months old um, the, on the 10th. Uh, my question is, I haven't started um, bottling him with warm arm, arm out. And I was wondering if, it, because he's not really showing signs of rolling yet We've been practicing. He's been really good with tummy time, but I just haven't decided to take his little one arm out. Um, I read the book, I really like it. It really set a foundation for his sleeping really good. Um, He's sleeping through the night, yay. (laughs) So my question is, if I can start the one arm out, um, settling him with one arm out um, starting next week when he's gonna be 13 weeks old. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.
1: (laughs) Cynthia, you are fantastic. We love you too. It was so sweet to hear the baby in the background. And um, thank you for saying these great things. We're so glad to help you set up that foundation in your household. So, you know, actually, you don't have to go one arm out. We would like to... Just go cold turkey when it's time. And we have that whole section in the book called sleep three to six months and dropping the swaddle. So do that and we can actually take that swaddle away. They adjust to a lot of things at once. Like every change can take three to five days of adjustment. So when we have a couple changes coming at once, we like to group them together because it's going to be the same three days of adjustment And so if we do one arm out, that's three days. Other arm out, that's three more days. And we're just extending this whole process. So that's our thinking behind, you know, we just pick that day. They're ready to be without the swaddle. We do that at night first before we do it at nap time because they need that nice long stretch to figure out how to find their own comfy spot. And so we're going to sustain all that great sleep that you're enjoying. You know, the
2: other thing is, you know, When we go to take that away, we're just wanting them to be free so that they can work those muscles and get to rolling over. So footed pajamas work fantastic and just really make sure that we give them some time and opportunity.
0: Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit MomsOnCall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.